Are the Pittsburgh Steelers committed to running the football? Absolutely not. But the difference is... <laughs> Did you just see how he said that? He just went, absolutely not. No. Okay. Yeah, because the thing is this, right? And two parts. First, when we talk about Philly, you're absolutely right in terms of their weakness is stopping the run. But because they're able to score, they don't ever have to really commit to that. And they have a secondary that is geared towards stopping the pass, rushing the passer as well. Here is the magic in yeah. their secondary, and it's in stark relief to what mm-hmm. we saw of the Steelers. They win every jump yes. ball. They yes. are unbelievably opportunistic. <laughs> yes. You make a mistake, They're and oh my goodness, Absolutely. yes, they will. Absolutely. And so if you are really precise and really sharp, and if mm-hmm. your wide receivers are like Tyler Boyd, a young man who from Pittsburgh Shout who out to Tyler does Boyd. not. Absolutely. Yes, how about yeah. Tyler Shout Boyd making Tyler sure Boyd. that every jump ball. Yeah. And you know what? As crazy as he may be, this was Antonio Brown. Oh, no, 100%. Antonio Brown never yeah. lost a jump ball. Well, and, and if he wasn't going to catch well, it, nobody else was and, going and to catch it. let's be real. Outside of Pittsburgh, when he was in Pittsburgh, that was the different version. That was the version where it yes. was like, man, on field, you never had to question anything about and him. And I will tell you, yes. And guy. so this is one yeah. of those things that really frustrates me about these receivers. If yeah. you're not going to catch the ball, make sure, make sure that no nobody else, else does. No, absolutely. But where you also have to think fight? about the youth element, too. So this is something that I think we have lost in a sense these past couple of seasons. So remember when it was Antonio Brown? He was the big dog. But before A.B., you still had a Hines. You've had a San Antonio. You've had all these different veteran guys that have been in the league and have understood how to win, not just regular season, postseason. Correct. Who are you looking to right now in this wide receiver room to be your leader? Deontay Johnson? Think about him. Not in the sense of him not being a good player, but just in the sense of him being a young player. How much big winning postseason runs has he had? And he is the veteran. He is the guy that they're looking to. Okay, so Chase there, Claypool, similar is, concept. And again, this is one of those things that mm-hmm. when you are in Pittsburgh, you only think about Pittsburgh and oh, you absolutely. only think about the way that Pittsburgh has been done. Yes. So I was also with the Colts this week. Oh, yeah. Reggie Wayne, former uh-huh. colleague Shout out of to mine. Reggie Wayne. Yeah, absolutely. He's another one. should be in the Hall of Fame he one day, right? He absolutely should be. So Reggie Wayne is in year one as a coach with the Indianapolis Colts. Yes. He's got this very, very young wide receiver core. Mm-hmm playing out of its mind his oldest person in that room is 25 year old paris campbell who spent the first few years of his career completely absolutely and here's what reggie was telling me he loves this because there's no older voice there's no older veteran he's the one driving this is what we need this is how you play this Mm -hmm. is what you do and there's nobody to push back against that and think about it this way that is one way to be successful and that is one way where it does work but we could also see other areas where when there is a lack of veteran presence, right. how it does have a negative effect. And also, Reggie Wayne, let's be real. We just said what? He should be in the Hall of Fame, right? right. One day he probably will be in the Hall of Fame. That's a lot different when the messaging is coming from that yes. type of player. No different when we talk about Mike Munchak, right? How he coached the offensive line. they like, yo, he makes these guys just above and beyond overachievers. Why? Because you're listening to Mike Munchak. He's not a regular guy. Absolutely. Because he lived it. Like, that is the piece about Reggie is that Reggie understands. Uh, Offensive coordinator may tell you, you need to run this route like this and like this and like that. And Reggie's like, no, you just need to get there. Yes. However it takes, you just need to Mm -hmm. get there. Okay. So did it make a difference to you in your nine-year NFL career if you had a coach who had played or not? Personally, yes. Okay, so who, this was the did, who coached you so, that did play? But Keith so, Butler so was Keith a So Keith Butler veteran. played, uh, Dick LeBeau played, Joey of Porter course. played. Yep. Um, obviously, Mike Tomlin has played to a certain extent collegiately, never professionally, but that still did matter. Okay. Um, in terms of coaches that I had that 
Uh, actually, I'm not sure. Uh, Dave Wonstadt, I don't remember if he played or not. George Edwards, he was my defensive coordinator when I was in Buffalo as well. So with the guys that did play, I personally related to them more because it was less about X's and O's. It was more about what I'm seeing. Trust okay. my eyes. Whereas when it's a guy that's never actually played, they can watch all the tape they want. They can scheme up everything they want. But it's certain things when I'm out there and I say, hey, coach, I'm in a six technique and I see flash of color. He's going to know what that means because he's been in that six technique and he knows flash of color means, man, somebody came back across my face. So even though I'm in this gap, I need to jet up out of this thing. If you've never been in that moment, when I'm telling you, hey, coach, I'm seeing this flash of color, that's why I jumped out the gap. You know what my coaches that didn't play told me? No, man, you got to stay in that gap. That's your C gap right there. And okay. that's the difference. So Matt Ryan in our meeting on Saturday yeah. says to me, I don't care if yeah. you can draw it on the whiteboard. It's, I don't care I if you details. can fix it up. Absolutely. I just need you to be where you Absolutely. need to be, which is exactly yeah. what you're saying right there. Absolutely. And, okay, so and you have to have that type of trust as well. And that's the other part. Like, once again, we we're talking about our coaches, more specifically Matt Canada, right? He is still a guy where it's not a lot of confidence in him because he hasn't had a track record at this level of being successful. Now, granted, he is trying to write that, and this is his second year of trying to do so, but still, it's hard to just completely trust a guy like that or give him the benefit of the doubt. So when you talk about the disconnect at times when I'm watching calls versus execution, I do feel like at times it's on both parties. I do feel at times the players don't all the way trust what he's calling, and I feel at times he doesn't trust them all the way with what he actually calls. And it's reflected when you talk about how stagnant it can look at times or even repetitive in a sense. That to me does boil down to if I trust this player in this moment or not. If I trust you in a critical moment, hey man, I'm going to take the reins off. I'm going to let you go for this thing. If I don't trust you, I'm calling very specific routes, very specific timing, and very specific reads. I'm not going to give you a lot of ability to freelance. It's going to be read one, read two. It's not there. Either throw it away or run it. And I mean, we saw that with Odell Beckham and Kevin Stefanski. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. why did Odell Beckham work in L.A. and he didn't work in Cleveland? Yeah. That's that same exact thing. 